ain't gonna lie, y'all. I'm losing my fucking mind. I want to go outside and play. I want to get dressed and go somewhere where a lot of people at so they can see me looking cute. I'm tired of just going to the gas station. Ain't no damn Chanel bag in there. No, nothing I can buy. I'm losing my fucking mind. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Molly from Molly's Big Comfy Couch. <laughs> oh, I, love I remember her. Molly's Big Comfy Couch. And the funny thing about it is, like, <laughs> I regularly go in and watch her do her little clock dance. Because I'm like, bitch, how do you swing your legs? <laughs> 360. <laughs> Skills. That's how. <laughs> I keep licking it. I keep not doing it. But I'm like... She's a real bitch. <laughs> Apart from all those dust bunnies under her couch. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, I was probably too old to be watching that, but um, my little cousin, my cousins always just stay with us in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And so um, my little, I mean, not not all summer. Anyway, my cousin used to watch it in the morning, so I used to watch it with her. Yeah. Yay. There's like a, a special <laughs> group of people that are near to my heart. Who are people whose parents are like too cheap for real cable at first, so you watch a lot of PBS. <laughs> yes, yes. We grew up in the country, so it would have had to been a satellite at the time. There's still no cable yeah. out there at Granny's. <laughs> like she has a satellite now, because there's still no cable. So yeah, we would have had to been a satellite and no, I watched PBS yeah. a lot. <laughs> um so I don't remember Ghost Riders, but I think Apple TV has a remake of Ghost Riders, and I actually watch. Yes, I watch it. I really like it. But um, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I'm like it's worth whatever Apple TV costs. I'm not paying for it right now, but it's worth it for See, that. I didn't. Um, I didn't really watch Ghost Riders at home, but we used to watch it at school. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I loved Ghost Riders. But anywho, yeah, it was really good for a remake. I tried to watch the Boomerang, and I stopped five minutes now probably not even five minutes in i was like this is not it i can't do this <laughs> i never did watch that so i never did watch that so i don't have any the boomerang show yeah <laughs> i never did watch that so Doyle, why don't you tell the people what you've been up to and what you are drinking so we had a long hard day today um i am going <laughs> on a road trip <laughs> and i was like you know, I'm going to take this dog on a road trip. We need some meds for this dog. So oh, to... so she's going to go with you. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So I had to, A, make a vet appointment. And so we went. But it's kind of like, you know, the hospital where you can't go in. So I got a, I had a oh. 1.30 appointment. They picked her up at like 2.25. So we sat in the car for almost an hour. And then they saw her and all that. I think my bet is overpriced because it was $90 for that appointment. And I don't think that's why I should be paid. <laughs> but I do have medicine for her. Like, both the anxiety and, like, the motion sickness. So, hopefully she'll be fine um, on the way to and back. But also, her being in the car, she's, she stresses out in the car and then it stresses me out. So, literally, I came home and I just sat for a second yeah <laughs> does she have one of those car seat things 
she has a car seat. She didn't love it. I got her a harness. That means she could just move around more, but she's still stressed. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yeah. Is this your first time going home since you've had her? Yeah. Okay. So most of my friends, like, they don't, unless they're going to be gone, no. I don't, I don't really know a lot of people that travel a lot with their dogs. Mm. I've dog set for friends when they go home, um, or like sometimes they board them or whatever. So I didn't know that you were going to try to take her with you. So I didn't want to be without her for a whole week. Like I'm okay for like a weekend trip, but a week is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she probably, and it probably would have made her really nervous too, to be without you. Yeah. Or the codependent like that. <laughs> um, otherwise, I watched all of Dead to Me in like two days. <laughs> I have not started season two. I feel like it's not the first episode. I don't remember which, I think, third or fourth episode. But I, yeah, I know why you won't watch it. But <laughs> Well, I'm, go- I'm going to. I'm going to. Um, so... For those of you who don't know, um, well, you all know how I feel about rats and mice and that sort of thing. <laughs> so, Dead to Me, I was watching the trailer, and I saw this clip, and I was like, I mean, I literally threw my phone across the room. So, I've been dragging my feet about watching it, and I love, I actually need to re-watch season one, because mm-hmm. it's been so long ago since I watched it. Um, but, my question was, is it just one episode? Yeah. It's just one okay, particular I can problem. make it. I I can make it, but it's gonna be hard. But it's just like the last season of Stranger Things, where the whole season was built around rats. Like it took me a long time, <laughs> and finally my little my little cousin was like, "Look, Chris. he was like, look, Chris, you can do it." He was like, "It's really heavy the first two episodes, mm-hmm. a little bit the third episode. After that, you can make it." I was so tired after watching like the first episode because I had to keep like looking away or I had to keep like you know <laughs> it's just ugh. but I'm gonna do it because I loved it to me yeah. and I've been anticipating the comeback so it's, it was really good I'm um, gonna do it <laughs> it's like the villains are lovable <laughs> so it's like or you can't leave yeah so I'm like I don't hate her she makes bad decisions but I don't hate her <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I never looked at either one of them as the villain. Well, actually, uh, Christina Applegate was probably more of a villain to me than the other girl. But I really never looked at them as villains. Just mm. making bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you drink? Oh, what else have you been up to, or what are you drinking? Um, I haven't been up to anything else. So we'll start with what I'm drinking. So I'm drinking Hendrix. Orbium. It's another one of their limited release. My friend told me it tasted like you actually worked for your million dollars. And I'm like, yeah, it does. It tastes like a real adult drink. You know, um, Midsummer was, you were just born into richness, but Orbium, you actually worked for it. Oh, got you. (laughs) But you're still rich. (laughs) Got you. And I still haven't tried the Midsummer. I'm gonna have to try it. Um, I don't ever really think about it. And now with the liquor store, like only letting you do the curbside thing, it's, I, I, you know, when you go in there, you walk around and, you know, your memory gets sparked or you see something you want to try, but I don't really have that now. So 
But I'm going to make it a point to remember next time. Oh, I did a, a curbside it. pickup today. I was in my email, and they had already sent me an email that was like, top wines under $20 for this season. So I went in there and grabbed like two, three wines from there. Uh, I got my regular order of Baker's Mark and gin, and then fancy gin. Yeah, so uh, all the rounds. my AA class members, I really hope they're nice to me. <laughs> Listen, the other day I was like working on some stuff for work, um, sipping a wine, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I've cracked a few jokes, but I dead ass may need some help. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do when this is over. You gotta go to work and be sober be- for eight hours. How am I going to not lay down and take a nap at one o'clock? Like, I don't know. It's going to be very, very hard. Because it doesn't seem like it's ending anytime soon. So I'm like, I really enjoy wearing the same pants every day. (laughs) And maybe changing a shirt because we video chat. (laughs) That's the best part. That is the best part. So... Um, well, I really haven't been doing much either. Just work, work, work. I got fixated on something this morning, so that takes up my whole day. And for my drink, I was planning to make one of Doyen's famous margaritas, Mm -hmm. but I did not make up my mind to do that until this morning. And then, like I said, I got fixated on something and started working and did not make it to the liquor store. So I'm just drinking gin and lime juice. (laughs) And it is actually really strong. (laughs) Gotta add a little fizz. And I forgot to I forgot to bring, so for drinks like this, if it's not a complicated drink, I bring the ingredients in the closet with me um, and just kind of do it here. And I forgot to bring some, so I added some water from my my water um... (laughs) thermos and that helps but yeah i forgot to bring the uh, tonic water in here or club soda gotcha. i didn't so yeah but um, yeah just gin and lime juice <laughs> by the way so somebody else brought up pink whitney i meant to ask you about it when i was making my liquor store order um should i put that inside of my body or should i just like watch from the fence as well other people do it it actually turned out to be okay um, I, you gotta treat it like we did the Mad Dog, only it's not, it's not, it's not like Mad Dog now. It's not that sweet or right. whatever. Mad Dog tastes like cough syrup. <laughs> it's not like that. But, um, I ended up putting, uh, just like maybe two ounces of the Pink Whitney and then fill the rest of the glass up with a uh, club soda. Gotcha. Tall glass or short glass? Short glass. Got it. Maybe. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. Once I did it that way, mm-hmm. um, and it's not. It's not that it's bad, but it is Amsterdam. Yeah, it is Amsterdam, and so you know, once you've been used to drinking a different level of vodka. Once you're used to drinking a different level of alcohol anyway, and it's not like I only buy top shelf, mm-hmm. but I don't buy bottom shelf either. Right. <laughs> and it's like, once you once you graduate, 
when you taste something that's like that, it just tastes like rubbing alcohol. Like it just doesn't have the, <laughs> it doesn't have the flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So for so, next yeah. year's um, April Fools, we're gonna drink Nouveau. <laughs> I, I can't it. drink Nouveau. <laughs> I can't. It was so fun you, in college. I don't know if I, was, I could drink it now. <laughs> I am. I am quite certain you were an undergrad when the Nouveau last time high. I had Nouveau. As a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I think y'all were online. No, <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember what happened, but I got so drunk. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It was maybe homecoming or something. Newport was a whole it was, lot. Like, well, I didn't lot. realize it was going to do that to me, right? <laughs> I didn't realize it. I was just drinking it, and we it's were we were tailgating. I was just drinking it. <laughs> it was time to go to the game. I was like, I'm not going to the game. I'm going to go back. Uh, I forgot who I was staying with, but I was going back to somebody's apartment and study because I was in grad school. I was going to study before we go out that night. Mm. So while everybody else at the game, I'm going to go study. <laughs> <laughs> Those words were Bless like dancing all over the place. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. I got, I was so pissy drunk. I remember I had to pee so bad, and we stopped at like, um, the, we stopped at a hotel that like most of the Greeks were that were staying. Mm-hmm. I didn't know whose room I went into. I just opened the door. <laughs> Turns out it was a room full of Sigmas. I was like, I got to pee. And I just walked in there, just went and pee. And then when I came out the bathroom, I just got to bed and went down. And... <laughs> I had also got drunk and laid down at a Sigma's house before. But it's okay, because it was my, um, my KK side line right there. So he just let me sleep and he didn't let people mess with me. It was awesome. <laughs> this was a room full of niggas that I don't remember if I knew or not <laughs> um, I, I just busted in there I, because I knew I knew that it was mostly Greek on that floor so I didn't know who it was gonna be I didn't know if I, was, <laughs> I didn't know who I was gonna bust in on but I had to pee somebody was gonna let me pee and then I needed to lay down <laughs> <That's all I> <laughs> so yeah Nubo and I hmm, not so much I feel like it'll be fine because you're at least at your house and you can go lay down when we're done. Anyways, <laughs> so we're going to move along. Okay, so this week on Insecure, while Molly was off being trash, uh, Issa had, like, really let the words that Molly was saying to her hit her and um, just kind of went through it this episode. So she was having um, a do-good tour. Yeah. I really felt bad for her laying in bed and those words just, like, going over and over in her head because I fixate on stuff like that too and I felt like I just I really wanted to climb in bed with her and just hug her yeah definitely and then I'm glad that her uh her tethered is back on um act right yeah and actually supporting her yeah 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 and then um speaking of tethered so there's a rabbit virus going around. It's killing the rabbits all over around the world. I'm like, well, around the United States. And I'm like, what are our tethers going to eat? Wait, are you for real? Yeah. I have not. Are you for real? Yeah. I have not seen this. It's a. It's yeah. killing rabbits? Yeah. It's oh, like my God. The world is so <laughs> done with all of us. <laughs> Like, Mother right, Nature is so done with all of us. How are you attacking the bunny rabbits? Right. 
yeah. Oh God. But anyways, that was that was a long aside. I'm sorry. Um. So I think what was the first good thing that Issa was trying to do? It wasn't the old man, right? That was the second thing, right? Uh, I think it was the. I don't remember. No. I don't. But that old man put her through. If you go help a nigga, help a nigga. I was like, when he went to the store, I went, boom, boom. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I remember when she tried to help the girl at the at the, at the the grocery store. Oh, that, yeah. was that was sad. That was That was funny and, AF. <laughs> I mean, but then the girl was just like, mm. <laughs> it walked away. That right, like, that's what was so funny. <laughs> the girl was like, I was like oh. you broke. You broke. You can't handle your own groceries, so why are you mad that somebody else can't? Uh-uh. That girl was like, you know what? This is sad. <laughs> but I'm with Issa. She didn't need no Pampers and formula right now. No way. She's still pregnant. It's all good. Right. Right. That's like, I remember one time I was in a grocery store, and this lady was like, I need help. And I'm like, I don't have cash. Let me buy some stuff for you. And then she started putting stuff in the cat, um, in the... Um, Basket, and I was like, girl, I don't have all this money for you. Oh, <laughs> I was I like, let me go that. get some cash. I'll be right back. I know that's real. I know I was like, that's she real. Was just, she was having a shopping spree, and I was like, I don't have money for all that. Yeah, I've, I've really? done that a time or two as well. I've been, I've been like, well, you know, I'll get you. I even bought, <laughs> I was about to tell a story about the grocery store, but I even bought this guy something at the liquor store one time because he looked like he was really sick. I mean, he looked like he was fiending and he was like, and I can't remember what he wanted, but God, it was cheap. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was cheap. And he wanted me to just get like the small bottle. I went on and bought him the huge, big bottle. Cause I was like, I mean, the huge bottle cost me like 15 bucks. Like, it was, I can't remember. It wasn't Amsterdam. What's lower than Amsterdam? It was like ridiculously cheap. And I was like, he, he asked me for the, I, I actually had some cash, which I rarely ever do. That just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> showing out in this house. It's fine. It's anyway. fine. We keep going. That was her letting me know she did not want to hear about this wino getting my money off the street. <laughs> that scared the yeah, shit out of me. Somebody was at the door. Anywho, that shit was funny as hell. When Issa didn't have the money and the girl was like, oh, this is sad. <laughs> and I was like, she really budgeted for her little Carla Rossi. <laughs> Doug of wine. And that's all she wanted. That was all she wanted. And all the people that she helped drug her through, put her through. I hated yes. every single one of them. Yes, but, um, every single so one. So yeah, next up was the old man that she was trying to help because he missed the bus ride. But he's like, Complaining about the temperature, the sound of it, like I think the loudness of the music, just complaining. I'm Everything. Like, I mean, but Everything. that's what that's what old people do. Like they need your help. Yeah. They ask for your help, and then it's like you can't do nothing right. right. <laughs> My mom told me once that it's because like they're losing their hearing and they can't see, so that's why they're grumpy. <laughs> I believe her. I believe her. Um, and then lastly, so she went, uh, she was really brave. Like, I go to a lot of places by myself, but I would not go to a wine and paint class by myself. But she went to a wine and paint class, and the girls were like, oh, we don't have any wine. And I just think it's just a broke B&B girl stuff. 
But uh, <laughs> we have some DMV listeners. They like we ain't broke. <laughs> we love you, but I'm mad at those girls. Anyway. So, cause they they did broke stuff the whole time. So, a they drank up all her wine. Then they invited her somewhere, got all food on her tip, and then left. <laughs> but that was part of their scavenger thing. That was part of their whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hate those things. I've been mm-hmm. I've done one one time as a part of a bridesmaid's party, and I hated it the whole time, and I had my mouth poked out the whole time. But at first, when Issa sat with them, like I was proud of her because mm-hmm. Issa reminds me a lot of me when it comes to like I really don't do new people and like mm. I can be cordial but I'm not just gonna sit down and be like hey you know she went somewhere by herself it takes a lot mm. for me to go somewhere by myself like mm. I go to the movies by myself but that's about it so yeah. I was really proud of her backtrack to the beginning uh, the voicemails I like the way she visualized the voicemail mm-hmm. I love the once again, Kelly had the baby. I've seen everybody take care of the baby, but Tiffany. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you Tiffany got some postpartum issues. <laughs> everybody but Tiffany yeah, taking care but, of that baby. Right. And Kelly's so cute with that baby. So <laughs> if I were a man, I would impregnate her. She's just so adorable with that baby. Isn't she adorable? <laughs> but, um, yeah. And so, interesting enough, when she did make that call, um, who do you think that she was, who Issa was going to go see when she first made that call? Um, I honestly didn't know. Like, of course, my first thought was, oh boy, uh, why his name just left me? Um, Lawrence. not Lawrence, the other one. Nathan. Nathan. But then I yeah. instantly thought, mm-mm, that's too easy. Like, I thought, right. that's too easy. And this show likes to, you know, keep it fresh with us. So, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, shocked, I was like, though. A, I was like, it's a toss-up between Nathan and Lawrence, and then they brought her mom in, and I, it was good for that moment. I was like, wh- why did we just meet her mom four seasons in? But it was good for that moment, and then when she started crying on mom's shoulder, my empath was like... <laughs> Listen, as soon, <laughs> as soon as her mom begged for her to come here, I started tearing up. <laughs> Because sometimes, I mean, oh, I remember when I had a fight with my friends when I was an undergrad and I had a fight with uh, one of my friends and I was so heartbroken about it. And I ended up going home, like to my hometown home and spending the night at home. And when I got there, it was super late because I ended up having to move a whole bunch of shit by myself. Anyway, when I got home, like I just collapsed onto my granny and just started crying. And she was just like, she just rocked it away. And like when her mom <laughs> begged for her, I was like, mm-hmm, girl, that's what you need right now, your mama. <laughs> right. She she really did. But yeah, it just feels weird that we never met her until now. And I'm interested to see like what her narrative might be moving forward. Hopefully it's not just a one-time thing. We know she don't want them twins. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that seemed like uh, the gist of this episode. I really hate that Issa really put herself through all of that because of Molly's spiteful words. But yeah, hopefully she learned something from that. Even when she <laughs> talked to Nathan, um, you know, she she made sure that he didn't feel like she used him. You know, that was important to her to say, I want you to know I wasn't 
using you. And he yeah. was like, nah, you know, you needed help. I was happy to help. I hate that she went through that too, but I'm yeah. glad that she didn't Nick. let it, you know, do her. She didn't, she didn't let all of those experiences of that day, like put her in a bad mm. mood. You know, she came, she cleaned up her house, smoked a little bit, you know. Oh yeah. Her little self-care Sunday. Was really right. Cute. Right. <laughs> right. Um, it was one more thing I was, oh, did you think, so after the girls like dined and dashed on her and you know she was driving and caught up with them I thought that that scene was real for a moment and I don't know why I thought oh. it was real because <laughs> I should have known better but I was like yes yes and then it wasn't even real <laughs> yeah so when she was trying to beat those girls um I was like this is too good to be true this is just her imagination yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have known better I- I should have known better. Um, yeah. <laughs> when she went to the uh, Ethiopian restaurant and saw Molly, did you think she was going to go in? Uh, yeah, I was I was hungry at the time, and I love Ethiopian food. <laughs> so I would have went in anyways, but I was disappointed that she, like, she wasn't But I mean, did you, did you, but did you think she was going to go in? Because I did. For a second, I thought she was going to no, go ahead and would. go in. The only the only reason why I honestly the only reason why I said nah she ain't going in is because I looked at it from a story perspective and I was like it's too soon for them to resolve this issue. That's honestly the only reason why I didn't think she was gonna go in. I honestly don't think that she was going to go in there with Molly in there because she's not ready to talk to Molly. Yeah, and you know I think she's hurting and so. I get it, but I do love Ethiopian food, so I would like snuck in, put a hat on or something. <laughs> do you know I've never had Ethiopian food? Yeah, I don't think we have a lot of Ethiopians in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I do travel. I go other places, <laughs> but I've never had any. Yeah, but... And like, the, the scene really made me want to try it, so whenever I come to Dallas, that's where I expect you to take me. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that bread is a little weird. It takes a lot to get used to, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to have an open mind and open tummy. <laughs> <laughs> so, movie of luck, we're going to talk about our current events. So, this one, maybe it's because I am a Tyra Banks fan, but I was just like... <laughs> If you watch anything from years ago, it is far more insensitive than what's happening now, you know? (laughs) But um, apparently, and it's cyclical, so she's apologized about these things before. But again, people are mad at her again because she's talking about um, Dania Evans, and she told her she couldn't be a cover girl with the gap in her teeth. Danny. Danny, sorry, I... Yeah. Extra letters in my I've been drinking. It's okay. <laughs> a little sweaty too. But anyways. Um, I, I only correct it because I love Danny and I remember that episode and yeah. I was a little pissed about it, but go ahead. Yeah, and I remember there was one girl, I don't think it was it Danny, that like she did veneers on. To... That was the that was the white girl. No, there's a black girl that she did veneers on to close 
It didn't fully close her gap, but it did oh, mostly close it. Okay. Yeah. I remember who you were talking about. Yeah. Now, Danny did the same thing, but Danny, she was adamant about not closing her gap all the way. Yeah. And I mean, truth be told, at that time, I don't think that was that acceptable compared to now when it is like trendy to have a girl with a gap because it's cute and different. But I don't feel like it was that time in the fashion industry for it to be acceptable. So. Well, she won her season <laughs> and she booked a lot. Yeah. And so I was pissed about that. I mean, like, I'm kind of like you. It's like, you know, first of all, I used to love American Sex. Like, that was, mm-hmm. that used to be the only reality TV I watched. Um, and like you said, when you go back, everything was insensitive there's so many that's just there's so much shit that we wouldn't have tolerated today but there were specific moments with tyra that i was like the fuck and that was one of those times i it really bothered me um one of my friends who listens to the show i know she's probably laughing right now because she was at my house when we were watching this episode and i like legit got mad yeah because as a girl with the gap it took a long time. First of all, I didn't even acknowledge I had a gap, but it took a long time to love who you are and love that gap. And I hold on to mine for dear life. And I felt like, you know, that's what Danny was saying. She was just kind of like, no, I, I used to hate this and I learned to love it. Yeah. And I'm not letting it go. And I but, get it. Um, but that wasn't, but that wasn't the worst thing Tyra had done. I mean, that right. pissed me off because it was personal, but that didn't make me like go, yeah. Yeah. There were some things that she did that really made me go like... <laughs> the weather she is, like, dress up like people with other races, I think that... <laughs> that was crazy. But at the same crazy. time, Tyra was a pioneer in the modeling scene, and the modeling scene is not open... Well, when she was a part of it, was not open to diversity. And so I get that, like, that's where she was coming from. But at the same time, yeah, I just, like... Yeah, you're taking up for her a lot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had donned my cape. Yeah. But I'm like, this is a 2006 episode. It's 2020. Yeah. And she's apologized for it before. So it's like, why y'all keep coming for her? But yeah. Exactly. Like I said, I think, I very much think that like the, the modeling scene that she succeeded in was not as open to diversity. And so she was trying to help people. Yeah. But. Um, and apparently, I guess Jay Manuel is writing a book. It's supposed to be a fiction book, but it's basically about his life on that show. And I think he's just getting more attention through the controversy. Whatever. Um, did I read? His, did you read his little interview? I think I looked at it briefly. I didn't read the whole thing. I read his little interview. It doesn't seem. Which I mean, it, of course, it was an excerpt, so I'm not really sure. You know what the whole interview entailed, mm-hmm. and don't know what the book entails. But he really wasn't, um, he really didn't say anything bad about Tyra. He, he was more like, um, I don't want to say hurt or upset, but he just, he was like, it's unfortunate that they don't talk anymore because they used to talk all the time. But he talked a lot about the magic of the show. The only thing he really said about her that he didn't care for was like, when things were going good, it was always because of her. But when things when something happened and things weren't so good, it was always a collective. That was really the only thing I read that he said about her. I felt like the stuff that I read uh, was saying that, like, in a way that, like, 
people didn't hear him out, and so they made their decisions without him mm. and things like that. But mm. maybe read two different articles. Okay, mm. so next, <laughs> yeah. um, I can see I can see him saying it. <laughs> I'm low key thinking about making this a shirt on because I like making shirts, but um, Twitter, Black Twitter, making the time since 2009. <laughs> mm. So, uh. There is this really cute Instagram account. It's called, I think, Hill House Vintage. And it's just this woman, like, black yeah. woman, giving me, like, Anna Green Gables vibes. And it's so yes. adorable. I love her account. And she's so cute. And it's all, like, old English. It's yeah, her house is so beautiful. aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Yes. And my friend had said it to me. She's like, I think you would like this. And I'm like, I'm glad you know me because I do. Um, but. <laughs> She posted a picture of her on her lawn, and, like, she has a gorgeous house on her lawn with a book, eating an apple, talking about, I'm always hungry. And this white woman posted it on Twitter. It was like, I quit Instagram, and this is why. <laughs> and, of course, black Twitter read her for filth. As they should. <laughs> So I missed this. So what happened? Literally, uh, so this woman lives it all. Deleted. She said, deleted Instagram for the first time ever. Eight years. Don't know when I'll be back, but let me know that this is the image that did it. It's this gorgeous. Once again, this is gorgeous ass picture of her on the pad, um, on her front lawn. You know, sitting on a picnic blanket with pillows, eating an apple, and reading a book. And I'm like, what is it about that that upsets you? Yeah. That you delete your Instagram. Because <laughs> it's a black woman who looks like she got money. Right. And I'm like, I think her neighborhood is very, very white. But at the same time, it's like, girl, like, <laughs> she's gorgeous and she's cute. So what's your problem? Yeah. That was, I mean, she didn't give a further explanation just because. No, she was just that upset that she was on the front yard. <laughs> and then she yeah. said I just deleted a silly tweet I did last night it was a joke about me being anxious from wealth fatigue slash lush gardens etc on Instagram but realized now it came across as a kind of attack which it certainly wasn't taking feedback on board and will think before tweeting next time girl bye right <laughs> <laughs> girl bye <laughs> um, like literally, um, the chick between Hill, behind Hill House did not have to do anything because Black Twitter took up arms and dragged the chick for her. So, <laughs> yes, yes. So. gracious people just look for reasons to be right. Angry. I'm like, what are you mad at? Like, why? Why are you so mad? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, because. I just try to avoid coronavirus news. I just have random news. It's not even important. Um, so <laughs> Dennis Rabbit dishes on his Huff Post said bonkers night out, and it didn't even sound bonkers at all with Kim Jong Un. Really so <laughs> they're weirdly besties, and I don't understand. And I really feel like they're besties because um, Michael Jordan wouldn't be his friend. <laughs> but yeah, Kim Jong Un invited. Which, this was my first time. This was my first time seeing that, that that was why he invited Dennis Rodman. Mm. Um, I was always under the impression that he was a fan of Dennis Rodman. I didn't realize that it was that. 
you were my second choice. Right. So that's funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you want to dictate your best friend. Whatever. So um, when it says it's crazy <laughs> night, they went to dinner and we're getting drunk. And then he started singing karaoke. And then they brought out this 18-piece woman's band. And they kept playing the same song over and over again. So that's why I gave Kim Jong-un uh, a list of songs for them to learn. And the next time he was hanging with them, they knew the songs. And I'm like, thank you, because how you going to play the same damn song over and over again? Um, the song that they played over and over again was the theme from Dallas. And it's so funny because when I read stories about um, people, non-Americans, specifically uh, Easterners, a lot of their knowledge that they learn about America has to do with Western, even though Dallas isn't a Western, but yeah. with Westerns. I find that so, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Weird and cute. <laughs> but Nigerians, I feel like they see Hollywood and they think we all live like that. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I need you to know that some of us are broke. I mean, we're middle class and we live great, but we don't live great enough to give you money. I need you to go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so. I ain't even middle class. <laughs> Whatever. You have a whole mansion. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I, have a, I have a little tiny house that is perfect for me. This ain't middle class. I am what, I learned that I am what is called working poor. And that's okay. <laughs> I am solidly middle class. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. They talk about other things they did. It wasn't important, but I was just like, it's weird. They, I don't know. I, like, mentally discarded Dennis Rodman very long ago. Like, when I was a kid, <laughs> when his hair color started changing, and I was like, I have no interest in this. So, <laughs> I, I used to have a crush on Dennis Rodman. <laughs> uh, and then with the lip ring, I hate people with, like, lip rings and stuff coming out of their face. It weirds me out. Anyways. I just thought he was awesome. When I was in high school, oh my god, I just like, <laughs> I just loved him. So, but then he like, the, all the alcohol abuse just really messed up his face and skin, and now it's just like, mm, I'll do it without. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next up, um, I am going to play the part of Maury. Future, you are the father. <laughs> so. Listen, we all knew it. We all knew that it. Kid that right girl him. been begging him. That girl been begging him for a, a DNA test since she was pregnant. Right. That girl knew who her baby daddy was. And then she like <laughs> compared her DNA with another one of his baby mm-hmm. mama's kids. It was mm-hmm. like their siblings. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, DNA yeah. test reportedly confirms features the father of Eliza Rain's child. I don't know what number this makes. Maybe fifty kids. I don't know. <laughs> who knows but yeah so he and then <laughs> future had claimed Eliza had a damaging effect on his career reputation like we didn't know who future was oh. this whole day of time <laughs> right. Right. and he said he suffered tremendous emotional distress and he should she has turned his world upside down i'm like future we've been known you as a hoe like <laughs> And I know someone in real life who used to mess around with Future. And she told me that he always, like, had after the tryst or whatever, 
he always has you take like a plan B. So when she says that he tried to make her get an abortion, I believe her. Right. I ain't gotta like, do. She ain't lying. <laughs> you just gotta put it in your mouth and then spit it out later. <laughs> but he's probably smarter than that now. He's like, swallow that shit. <laughs> yeah, because my friend was like, when she first started messing with him, he would give you the money to go get a plan B. And mm-hmm. then over time, it evolved to him having it with him already. <laughs> Just wrap it up, teacher. If you don't want to get bitches <laughs> pregnant, all you got to do is wrap it up. For the last. He is so fucking toxic. And it just it's so triggering because I've dated so many of him. <laughs> and, uh... I have not praised God. <laughs> That's because you is smart. I'm as kind and I'm as <laughs> Sorry, I had to wait for my tab to load. Anyways, <laughs> so No Kid Hungry declined a $200,000 donation from Takashi69 because they're like, we work with kids and we want to like get things from reasonable people that you can look up to (laughs) like how messed up is it how messed up do you have to be that the charity won't take your money right and a lot of people were like talking shit about the charity like that's still money and they should have taken it but i i feel torn because i feel like i get it Mm -hmm. that i think if he had made the donation and not talked about it or bragged about it right. they probably would have taken the money yeah but you don't want to be affiliated with certain you know things people and ideals and he is somebody that you don't want to be affiliated with right. and i think ideally if he really wanted to feed kids he could without exactly. donating to a foundation he could but he won't exactly it's all about i saw i saw something today <laughs> i saw something today talking about how he had to move because um, they, some people found where he stayed because he's, you know, he's on house arrest, supposedly. <laughs> and um, he's kind of hiding because people want to kill him. Mm-hmm. And people found out where he stayed. But I'm like, it wasn't hard to do. He was posting right. videos and pictures. And he fucked around and posted a picture outside on his balcony. And, um, I remember seeing someone on Twitter being like, y'all, that's my neighborhood. I know exactly where this is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, no boy, go somewhere and sit down. Like, he is All the just, way down. Yeah. Go away. And the thing was, it's so, like, so, here's the deal with Takashi. Pre-court Takashi, before he went to court. Because after court, I didn't, you know, whatever. He makes really good music. Like, I really like his music, but I stopped listening to it because I wasn't comfortable with him saying nigga, and he says it a lot. Mm-hmm. And at first, I thought he was uh, biracial. That's what I thought at first. Mm-hmm. Then when I learned that he's Mexican, I was like, oh no. And he's not, he's not a Afro-Latino. Like, he's white. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not, I said Latina, I meant to say Latino, or Latinx. Did we decide whether it was Latinx, Latinx or Latinx? Latinx. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, he ain't got no Afro nowhere in him. He is white. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh no. So I was done with him after that. But that little boy did make some good music. Like it, it was, it was, it was club music for sure. But you've ruined that now. 
But I take so, it back. People, I'm still, question- people still supporting him. I have a question. So is Takashi sixty nine the same thing as six six nine nine? I don't know what six six nine nine is. Six I X N I N E. Oh oh, Dwayne, <laughs> why do you do that? You know. <laughs> yes yes, that is how he spells his name. Okay, I was six six nine nine. Six six nine nine. You know, I still say six yes. whack. <laughs> and because of you, I say it like that. And I know that that's not his name. And every time I see it, I go, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> but yes, that is him. Okay. That's weird that he has two things. It is very on. weird. Okay. So, Brett Favre <laughs> is returning $1.1 million in Missy's welfare funds. Come on, Will. This is such a white. This is such a white Mississippian thing. <laughs> so, like, he claimed he had no idea that cash was coming from a welfare program. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> you know what? He may not have. I mean, I guess when you're that... Because, see, I don't know what it means to be rich, and I don't know what it means to be you know, that caliber of celebrity. Mm -hmm. But I guess you have someone who handles all of your financials. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't know, but that person knows. Mm -hmm. And that person should have said, like, it's just, it's weird. I I can see how he didn't know, but I also feel like he knew. Yeah, I just think about, like, people, like, in Caledonia, Mississippi, they probably are, you know, living right or making a lot of money, but they're also on welfare because they just know how to game the system. <laughs> and and so that we're perfectly clear, these people are white. Right. <laughs> I, oh, I thought y'all were Well, y'all don't know Caledonia. But anyway. oh, yeah, I was about to, that's what I'm saying. They don't know Caledonia. <laughs> right. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, because I knew, I knew people who lived on an SSR check and, like, I knew a chick, three kids, living off for, like, child support and making $600 a month. And I'm like, how? Like, how are you doing this? Like, get a job. But anyways, like, but a lot of Caucasian people in Mississippi do exploit the welfare system. So I'm just not surprised at all. That was really the only reason why I picked that story was because I just always think about, and listen, I love the Clintons. Sorry, I do. I love them specifically, Hillary Rodham. Right. But I, all I think about is them coining that term "welfare queen" and what they meant when they said it. And that is not who is abusing the system. Right. We all know somebody who's on welfare, who's living large, that may be black, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we are not abusing the system at the same rate as others are. Right. And that's just a fact. As whites are, to be specific. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what frustrates me so much. Like when people are like complaining about, you know, food stamps and all of that. Because from what I've seen, the people who um, abuse the welfare system the most are not black or even right. brown. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're white. Right. But alas. But I still love Brett Five and some. Um, what are those jeans called? Wrangler jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
regular jeans. That is some pink white man Mississippi jeans right there. Listen, or, or black country boy. Or black country boy. I follow, that is some pink Mississippi jeans. I follow an account on Instagram <laughs> called Wrangler Butts. And it is peak quality content. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta follow. I it gotta follow. It is so good. I love it. Um, today I was, <sighs> as an aside, today I was looking up like big men with small dogs. And I was so disappointed <laughs> that, like, all the accounts, there were, like, three big men with small dogs accounts, and they were so small, and it didn't give me the content I wanted, and I'm like, how dare you? Like, this is my kink. Why won't you fulfill it? <laughs> I really thought this was going in a different direction when you said big men small. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to see a huge 6'4 man with a Yorkie. That's all I ask. <laughs> I just saw, I follow several dog pages just because they're cute and they make me happy. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy, he was a big guy, big white guy with a beard. He was fine. Looked like he may be a firefighter. I don't know why I said that, but that's what I think. And he was holding this little bitty dog and his dog's name is Bone Crusher. And his dog is so little. Can you send me that picture? Cause, and then like, even the ones that I saw, it was like fat men with small dogs. I'm like, that's not what I asked for. I just mm-hmm. want a, t- a mm-hmm. big in stature man. With mm-hmm. a this tiny ass bad. dog, <laughs> mm-hmm. a chihuahua, mm-hmm. if you will. Anyways, <laughs> it is such a specific kink. I don't know what's wrong with me, but hey, here we are. <laughs> okay, so Huntington Beach goer draws hard line in the sand, and people think it's a penis. It definitely looks like a penis. <laughs> it's a pin. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So. They, it's a slow news life right now, <laughs> and I think that's why that's a, a thing to happen in an article. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I I um have drawn a penis in like a bathroom before because I had a chalkboard. <laughs> oh wow! At the time, and oh, I was wow. whatever. <laughs> Any thoughts about the big penis of Orange County? No, nothing. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna move along to our favorite part the second favorite part of the pod the florida person <laughs> so <laughs> it's a sad but it's also like what so this florida man he murdered his estranged wife and then took her phone and then was like texting her friends and being like oh i caught coronavirus and he really thought that it was gonna like work but like neighbors reported a blood curling stream from her home <laughs> and then he was running away with the tarp covering the bed of the truck they found him in new mexico which is far but it's like you you thought text messages would work that you know just telling them that she had coronavirus even though there's blood all over the wall <laughs> was gonna work <laughs> First of all, why did you stop at New Mexico? You should have went to Mexico right. where you couldn't have got. But see, he probably he probably was a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably, but now he's going so to he's jail. Better. <laughs> <laughs> to jail. Guess where he going? To jail. <laughs> to jail. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, how you go? You just gonna be like coronavirus? That seems like a good excuse, and you know, we won't know anything. Even though like her body wasn't even there. <laughs> like, 
They still haven't found her body. Right. And how how do you make up a lie on something that can easily be proven? Right. Yeah, because she ain't like, been in nobody's hospital. <laughs> the hospital name, like people ain't gonna check. Right. Like, dude, that was crazy. That was crazy. Okay, so we're gonna take a second to listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. All right. And we are back, and we're gonna mosey right on along to our someone something. Um, I am so happy to announce that we have a date for Hamilton, the film production, the original cast. tell you how excited I was. <laughs> and I got a text like seven times from people. I'm like, I got it. I know. By the afternoon, I was like, please stop texting me. I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we will be getting Hamilton in July and I am so fucking excited and I have Disney Plus. So I'm extra fucking excited. And Like, I am extra excited that I have Disney Plus, right. but for some reason, I thought it was going to be on HBO initially. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that. Well, I mean, Lin Manuel works at Disney on a regular basis, so it makes sense to me. But I cannot wait to see David <laughs> doing his damn <laughs> thing. Be, oh, that's right! I forgot. I forgot that it was going to be original cast. Original yes! cast. Yes. I, yes! I, I'm I was like, so excited. I was. I was going to say, let's have a watch party, but I'm like, don't pay attention to the buzzing in the background <laughs> when I the mean, beat we comes on. <laughs> where I remember him from. Anyway, I God, I just got what you were <laughs> That is the only light skin I've ever loved to that Glenn extent. It's so life. fast. <laughs> like, it's so fast. <laughs> I, I'll be fast with David. <laughs> I love him. I, he has so much hair. I even like guys with more hair than me, but I love him. <laughs> he does have so much hair. I love his ability to play multiple characters. Um, he he could wear a velvet three piece suit. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody have ever known. <laughs> what I was about to say before Doyen took our adult pod and turned it into a triple X pod. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can do a watch party, but it can't be the first night that it's out because I need to have time to sing along with every with the show and get that out of my system. That's so, perfect, um, man. Let's do the first night. I don't want to sing. I don't want to sing with other people. No, I, I want to do the first night alone so I can have my hormones out. And then we can do the second mm-hmm. night. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can do that. Let me sing and pretend right. like I'm a Skylar sister. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Love baby. All right, whatever. Oh, my God. Whatever woman he has to over this. <laughs> Because I did see Hamilton 
but it was not the original cast, and I didn't love the Hamilton that we had. <laughs> so I'm excited oh. to see the original cast and just get my whole life. And then buy it. I still haven't it seen regularly. it. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but I intend. Uh, I think I need to go look. Mm-hmm. But the last time I checked, it was still in Chicago. Yeah. I need to check again. And um, when when our good friend Shayla moves back to the states, which is happening really soon. And she goes back to Chicago. I'm going to go visit her and I'm going to drag her to Hamilton. Ooh, I'm excited. I would like to go visit her too. But we also have to watch Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which is an NPR show. <laughs> it's an NPR comedy <laughs> game show. I just say, like, I am so ready. Like, fucking Southwest is like, hey, you want to go to um, Chicago for $50 one way? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen. Listen. I'm like, but with my I, emotions. <laughs> so a lot of those deals, I don't see them anymore. Like I, cause I just randomly check like airline mm. prices because you know, it's what I do. <laughs> and it's like the good deals they had at the beginning of all this are dwindling down now. No, it's amazing. Like I literally saw like Houston cause you know, we actually are the headquarters of um, Southwest. So I saw Houston for fifty dollars one way. I was like, oh, okay, I could go to Houston for a hundred dollars. That's okay, but um, it may not be for y'all. I was about to say maybe it's because it's Houston. Maybe, but no. Um, yeah, I I think there was supposed to be a Fort Worth Hamilton show, and they postponed it to two thousand twenty one. Or 2022. Mm. Whichever way. I'm like, I'm glad I saw it when I saw it. But I would like to see the original okay. people. And I will. Yeah. I'm excited to see the original people. July the 3rd, yeah. which is less than a week from my birthday. So I'm going to accept it as a birthday gift. It was a birthday gift just for you. All right. you. <laughs> I'm not going to get that out my mind. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move on to our actual poor life decision. So coronavirus is a time where... uh, Coronavirus! Niggas pop up out of the woodworks to text you. Yes. For no And so I wanted to talk to y'all about uh, texting exes. Um, So this article is about this is when you should text your ex and when you shouldn't. Um... I really, truly feel like the only reason you should take your ex is that they have something that's yours and you want it back. <laughs> Apart from that, no. But we're going to go along with this article. So getting over a breakup is never easy. After you invested time in a person, forming a meaningful bond, and got used to having them as a central part of your life, it's hard to cut ties entirely. So it's no surprise then that the urge to text your ex can be almost unbearable. You may feel the need to give them a piece of your mind. You might want to tell them you miss them terribly. Or perhaps you just want to see how they're doing. Or you're bored in coronavirus and you just like having texting news. Which, I will say, once I get out of coronavirus, don't expect the same energy out of me. Like, <laughs> Please don't, because I've been flirting. I, just, I was just and bored. I'm just I've been entertaining all kind of niggas in my DMs and in my inbox Girl. <laughs> and my iMessages. And I'm just letting y'all know, 
I'm just playing. I want to even like, not even like on a relationship front. This guy messaged me on LinkedIn, and I was just bored, so I responded to him. And he was like, hey, you know, he's trying to sell me shit. And I'm like, <laughs> why did I even respond to him? <laughs> why did I even accept him as a friend? Listen, I have, fallen, I have fallen for that before. Like, this real cute guy. And I was like, oh, he's cute. Let me see what he's talking about. He's trying to sell me some goddamn insurance. Nigga, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to make our decision-making process easier, uh, the art writers of the article tap friend Lawfish society <laughs> for some expert advice <laughs> okay so we're gonna start off talking about why we feel the need to text an ex many people can't stop thinking about their ex obsessively to ease a feeling of loneliness others who truly oh. love their ex can't let go some are afraid of getting out there again so they keep their former relationship alive as a way of staying involved and not feeling single again wallfish explains and I am coming through this part of my life where, like, especially in church and stuff like that, I'm getting messages like, I remember one of my friends was like, maybe marriage is your idol. And I was like, are you just going to abuse me like this? <laughs> you just going to punch me in the face? <laughs> what does that even mean? Because, like, maybe marriage is the thing that I wanted and I focused on it for so long. And it is an oh, idol okay. in my life, you know? Okay, I got. It. Oh, idol. Like, yeah. okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got and it. then I was thinking idol, like ideally, like Ellie. And then yeah. this past week, my pastor was talking about like single people often think of marriage as an ideal, but you can be in a marriage and alone, and so figuring out how like mm-hmm. not to feel alone. Like, marriage is not the solution for that. So, that's less. That's a personal tidbit for me. Um, the key factor, Dr. Walfish says, is the readiness to finally let go. When thinking about someone constantly, it can be hard not to get the urge to text them. But Walfish insists that they looking forward is the healthiest thing to do. I will say, once again, putting this in, like that nigga. <laughs> that that distance definitely helps me but i don't know about y'all <laughs> everyone holds on for a different length of time some people avoid the pain of loss and grief by texting their ex others who have been deeply hurt may close the ball to their heart and shed it away under lock and key so we're going to talk about when it's acceptable to text your ex again once again this is me at the post Saying that, like, if they still have your shit, text them. <laughs> but there is definitely a time when it's acceptable to text your ex, especially when there are signs that you two might be able to reconcile. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> These signs include that they express and demonstrate genuine accountability and remorse for having hurt you. Another sign. Well. <laughs> mm, is that your ex demonstrates change of continuity. I think that's a big thing is change of continuity. Not just change yeah. for two weeks, but moving yeah. on. Anyone can yeah. change for a moment. Being flexible and sustaining real change is a key we're looking for in a life partner. If you feel that this is your case, Dr. Walfish says there's no set time frame for how long to wait before reaching out. Only you can take your own emotional temperature 
feelings change from moment to moment. If it feels right, go for it. Just remember the key to reaching out to X is to expect absolutely nothing. Especially during coronavirus, because once again, we are bored. <laughs> I want y'all to know that people act right when we at home by ourselves. <laughs> okay. What else, what else I got to do? <laughs> so I want to refrain from texting your ex all the time. <laughs> again, once again, me. This is not the post. Um, there's a time when it's definitely not acceptable to text your ex. And according to Wallfish, that's when they enter a new relationship. Once again... Me, I would be like, oh, you still want me? <laughs> because, hey. I mean, I said the same thing when I read that part. I was like, oh, no, that's when you're supposed to come fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when you're supposed to. <laughs> I didn't want to be with him, but you I just want to know. You not going to be happy. <laughs> I just wanted him to know that he wants me, even though I don't want to be with you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even be wanting him, but I'm going to make her know that you want me. <laughs> She says, it's future release date, and I think I can be a toxic as a woman. (laughs) Anyways, um, so she says, this is pivotal in the grieving process. Most folks entertain a certain fantasy that reconciliation and romance and all good love will resume. When you learn your ex has a new relationship, Condola, the ending and death of the fantasy must be faced, and the true mourning process. Did you just call her gondola? I said gondola. <laughs> oh, okay. Canola? That's close enough. <laughs> I, I don't know why people blacks. Why do we refuse to say this girl that? <laughs> Capri sandwich. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the depth of pain of the last love is usually felt at this point, and recovery is quicker because time has passed during the fantasy hope phase. Learning that your ex has a new relationship forces you to move on with your life. And hateful as it feels, it is really a golden gift in disguise. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I should push y'all towards poor life, uh, good life decisions and not fill it in with my pettiness. Anyways, even if your ex is still, to the best of your knowledge, single, um, Dr. Wildfish warns against another scenario in which it's perhaps not the best idea to reach out. It's no longer acceptable to text when you keep getting blamed for all things gone wrong. I do agree with this. When there's no shared Listen. responsibility or when you're virtually in this relationship alone. And to that this I say, is... but that nigga. <laughs> yes. But not on the literal Listen. sense. <laughs> right, no, 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 not literally. But, like, it took, that's what it took for me. Like, I had a recent dealing with an ex, and even though, like, having him in my life really was hurting me, I still kept allowing it and allowing it. And it wasn't until I realized that he is constantly blaming me for things, mm-hmm. and it's not my fault. Yeah. Like, I, even if it was my fault, it's because of what you did. I right. I just react, Okay. But, like, I am to blame. He did so much shit, but all he ever does is blame Blame me on me. And that's when I was like, you know what? Mm -mm. I cannot continue doing this. Side note, he has since sent me a friend request on Facebook, and I keep declining, and he keeps (laughs) applying. And I just don't know what else to say. And it's difficult, because I want to talk to him, because I do still have feelings for him. 
but I'm not going to let you continue to hurt me or continue to blame me mm-hmm. for things when you, sir, are a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard when they do, when you, especially when you call out the issues and they mm-hmm. just try to push it back on you. I don't think that's healthy. Um, especially because it's like, if you had beef with me, why didn't you bring it up when I didn't bring it up? Bring up my problems, you know, like <laughs> right, right. Yes. It's like, and and we see, we get these signs so early on mm-hmm. because, like, I should have known from way back in oh one when we first started talking, <laughs> and I found out he had a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I confronted him about it, and he said it was my fault because I never asked him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yes, it was your fault. I <laughs> I feel well, like he it's may have, he have been um he might have a link to 1911 because that sounds like some 1911 shit. <laughs> he okay, so he is not 1911, but his both of his roommates were, mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, anyways, the question is how <laughs> to know the difference between neediness and/or the impulse to return to a negative relationship. And the hope for an improved relationship with your ex. The answer is self-awareness. One must be brutally honest at all times, including when we experience our deepest pain. It is natural and almost normal to feel needy. We are independent beings who need each other. We can only come to another person as a complete and separately contained whole individual without the expectation of the other filling up gaps and holes. Two holes equal the best couple. And so particularly for me, I think that's where I am, where, like, I I do feel loneliness on a regular basis. And as a Christian, and I'm like, maybe I should look to God and stop looking at men. <laughs> because at the same time, we always had that God-sized void um, in our being. And so I'm like, maybe I shouldn't look to men because men are simple as hell. <laughs> I'm at the point where I'm trying to figure out why do men even still exist? I mean, I don't think we They're need them stupid. anymore. Why? Like, <laughs> I have. Uh, I remember my pastor showed us like one verse of the Bible that said that like women would want to have dominion over men, and we can. That's part of the curse of Eve eating that apple, and I feel like that's like my biggest issue, like. Men aren't smart, <laughs> but again, you they aren't just smart. Forever, they have been. I have no p- in control, and I'm I like, but no you problem. aren't smart. <laughs> I have no problem letting you take the lead at all, if you are capable, sir. But and you're not. not. <laughs> I I have no problem being a follower, but I have to trust your lead, right. and I don't. And I, and I think the key of a smart woman is to make it seem like their idea, but it's really ours. <laughs> and that shit make me tired. Right. Like, I, I can do that only for so long. Yeah. And then eventually I'm be like, oh, nigga, you dumb. <laughs> yeah. And I think also, I think through slavery, I think we have a lot of generational 
curses to work through. Like, I think there's a lot of... Because the the home was consistently broken. It's, like, black right. people. And so... Right. And then especially with, like, you know, even in the 70s, with, like, the drug epidemic and all that, like, our, the black home has been consistently broken. And so it's hard for us to, like relate to each other in a way that, like, white people do. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's just weird. Anyways, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's tough. It's hard. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, that was what we had about texting your ex. Um, most of the time it's not a good idea, but sometimes it is. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I mean... <laughs> Right now, I do have an ex. Go ahead. I was just kidding. Right now, with coronavirus, I'm just like, we all bored. (laughs) Like, really, just like, ask yourself if you're actually willing to engage in a conversation with him or if you're just bored. (laughs) I do have one ex who we don't text each other, but we talk through DMs. Mm -hmm. And. I enjoy it so much, and we literally just crack jokes, send each other memes, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, but it took a while for me to get there because, first of all, he was my first love, mm-hmm. and it was a devastating heartbreak, and mm-hmm. honestly, when we broke up, that changed how I dealt with guys from here on out. Like, mm-hmm. I deal with guys the way I deal with them now because of him, mm-hmm. and I was the type of girl who was always cool with my exes until him. I couldn't be cool with him because I couldn't be friends with him. We got to be together or nothing. Right. And so it took a long time to get to this point, but I love it so much. And I love that we can talk and crack jokes with each other. And so, you know, all I'm saying is as bad as I wanted to talk to him back in the day, I didn't because I knew I couldn't. Mm -hmm. You got to be real with yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't text that man or girl or whomever if you know that you can't handle being their friend. I knew back then I could not handle being his friend. Now we friends, we cool, we keep it real light, kiki, and it's all fun and good. And I can handle that now. And I'm so thankful for it now because, like, we had such a good time. We... We had such a good time together when we were together, and I did miss that, so I enjoy it now. But you got to know yourself and know when you can and can't text that other person. Yeah. And I definitely, like, because my first love is a ridiculous connection, and so I have <laughs> learned to just starve that love and, like, yeah. not feed into it and not talk to him. Yeah. Because even now, when we talk, we still have a connection. And he's here. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and for a long time, I couldn't. And I'm, I'm so glad you said it that way because we still have a connection, but that connection has moved past romance. Mm-hmm. I still, I love him dearly, and I feel that he loves me, but not in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. And you have to know. You have to know when you've reached that point. If you haven't, don't do it. There was one point in time where if he had called me and said, I'm on my way, 
I would have been like, how fast can you get here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have been waiting with my, I would have been doing the big couch, uh, the claw dance my legs. So, I, I would have been it. doing the body dance with my legs soon as he walked in. But it's like, you have to, you just have to know. And then too, I feel like, so we're just going to be honest here. Because mm-hmm. this is a conversation. I feel like, he moved on before I did. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why I couldn't talk to him back then too was I was still holding on to hope. Mm-hmm. And if he had a so much as just said, hey, I would be like, oh, he want me. He's still in love with me. He can't right. do whatever. <laughs> it wasn't true. He had moved on, you yeah. know? And so you just have to know yourself. Yeah. And if you can't, if you can't refrain from texting that person, I think Doya made this point earlier block, delete, mm-hmm. take them completely off. And one thing I like about um, iPhone, one thing I like about Apple now is that you can delete someone and then if they text <laughs> you, Apple is like, maybe that nigga? <laughs> like, <laughs> because in the past, I never deleted people that I didn't want to talk to anymore because I didn't want, I didn't want to respond to somebody and not know who it was. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, the, the ex that I brought up that I'm saying who keeps sending me Facebook requests, him in particular, I didn't delete him in the past because I didn't want the number to come up. I not know what it was. And then I respond and I was purposely ignoring him. I was purposely not talking to him. Mm-hmm. But now because of, because of iOS and Siri, I can delete that shit. Yeah. And if it pop up, it's going to be like, maybe that's him. And I can be like, oh, yeah, mm-mm, not going to do it. <laughs> I don't memorize numbers, but there's so many times that I had deleted his number and then looked it back up that, like, I, I have his number in memorized. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't remember. No- Cell phones have made me completely lazy. Right. If I know your number by heart, it's because I knew your number in the 90s, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Like, those are the only numbers that I know by heart are, like, people's numbers that I knew yeah. from the 90s. My sister I know. that lives in Dallas with me, she's my in case of emergency contact, but she changed her number. <coughs> and so, like, if I was, like, sprawled out somewhere, I would give somebody the number to my little sister in Dallas, I mean, Houston, yeah. because I know her number because it hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the only cell phone number that I know by heart, other than my own, it's my mom's, and that's because that's literally because her number is one off from mine. I don't yeah. even know Granny's cell phone number. Like I know the house number, of course, but I don't even know her cell phone number. Like I don't know people's cell phone numbers. Yeah. So yeah. My mom changed her number on me, and I don't even know her number. <laughs> <laughs> it's trash. But anyways, um, cell phones have ruined us. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. So the the key thing, I really don't feel like there's any. Text your ex. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? I did text an ex recently mm-hmm. and everything went really smoothly. But the reason why I texted him was because his grandfather had passed oh, and I knew that they were really, really close. Yeah. And everything went smoothly and I'm glad. Yeah. And it ended with that text. Like he responded and then that was the end because he was somebody I never wanted to talk to again because I just didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's a very reasonable reason to text your ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About it. Otherwise, but don't, but don't be texting. <laughs> exactly. And if you left, like, like Doya said, if your stuff is over to the house, but think about it. Is this something that you really need? Because, like, if it's, if it's your brand new, like, um, EAP or Husk or Chief flat irons, then yeah, you probably yeah. need to go back and get your flat irons. But if it's just like a pair of socks, leave them shits, right. okay? I let them stay. Message me. I will buy you some new socks. You don't need to go to that nigga's house. <laughs> Courtesy of PLD, okay? Because <laughs> you need to weigh your options, okay? Don't be going back over there for a toothbrush. You can go get a new toothbrush, Right, toothbrushes are like, real cheap. <laughs> we, we not finna do that. We right. not finna do that, you know. Maybe some toothbrushes now. and thick. But anyways, <laughs> we ain't gonna go there. Anyway, so we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod, to buy you a drink. So, I want to buy a drink for my friends to encourage me to drink gin, because it's delicious. I legit, like, after college, I was like, I'm not drinking any gin anymore, because gin makes me sense. But um, as an adult, my friends have recommended gins, and it's great. <laughs> Yeah, um, you and Becca were a huge part of me drinking gin because I always associated gin with like winos on the street. (laughs) No, I always associated gin with like drunkards. Like Mm. I, I didn't think gin was something that like normal career-driven people drink. (laughs) It's not even me. It's really Becca, and Becca got us on seasonal drinking. So like in the spring, we drink gin. In the fall, we it's drink <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> so, buying yes. a drink for Becca, because she makes yes. us drink seasonally. <laughs> cheers. cheers! Cheers! And I'm so thankful oh, because shit. it I just is so light. Gin all over my laptop. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You've been looking for an excuse to get a new laptop, so there it is. <laughs> you gotta but, yeah, to it's so refreshing. I'm so glad that, like, Becca really pushed me to try gin because, first of all, I thought I didn't like gin, but I didn't realize it was just because I only had had cheap gin. Only had poor gin. Um, (laughs) Also, I'm a big fan of, because it's getting warmer, rosés and Sauvignon Blanc. And Mm. I'm a big fan of white wine when it's warm. See, I'm not. I'm still a red wine drinker, but... You have inspired me to, whenever we can have a get-together, whenever whenever this passes and it is okay to allow people to your house, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to get one of those Margaritaville machines and make <laughs> uh, Frosé. I was going to drive machine. up to you for like a day. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I love you. <laughs> but I'm healthy. I love you so much. I, I believe you, but <laughs> I just go okay. Uh, but can you just like drop off greens, fried fish at my doorstep? Because <laughs> I have deeds. You know what? You know what? I might can figure something out. Okay. I cannot wait to go um, get some crawfish or brewskis. I'm so excited. <laughs> Listen, I've been... Okay, so since we've been in this quarantine, I've been really selective with how I eat mm. out. 
Mm. And I want some seafood so bad. Mm. I want some crab legs. I want some crawfish. I want some shrimp that I didn't cook myself so bad. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try it, but I've just been real... I don't know. And I don't know what my hang-up is with seafood in particular. I just... I don't know yeah. what it is, but... I've just been so determined not to get sick so that I don't get other people sick. Because y'all have heard me talk on here plenty of times. Y'all know I do for my granny. I also have an older aunt who is granny's sister. Mm -hmm. I take care of her as well. And I just can't afford to get them sick. And so it's like, I really want, like, I want some crab boils so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... But I'm going to, I think I'm going to go to, I think I'm going to try one of the restaurants. Um, I think Crab Kings is open, has opened back up. So I might try them. Yeah. And I think they're doing like curbside service. So I might try it. I guess because my I'm mom just is a nurse. I'm like, she probably, um, <laughs> it's probably more likely to crash it than me. But um, <laughs> that's why I'm going with Well, I also have needs. I, I live in Texas and. It charges seven or eight dollars for crawfish, and it's not even seasoned. So <laughs> seven or eight dollars a pound. A pound for crawfish. And it's not even seasoned. <laughs> so I'm ready to go to Mississippi and give me some brewskis for like four dollars <laughs> a pound. Yes, yes, girl. I hadn't had crawfish from brewskis in so long. Anyway, mm-hmm. anywho, um, so tonight I am going to buy a drink for. All of the delivery drivers, whether you are UPS, FedEx, um, um, DoorDash, Waiter, all of you, thank you. Instacart, because I've been leaving, I've, I have been leaning heavy on Instacart. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thank you all so much, um, and guys, I cannot encourage you enough to like tip these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna get me a basket and set it up at my front door. Carol basket. The <laughs> Kill their husband. <laughs> Nabbed him. <laughs> Can't convince me that it did happen. <laughs> Sorry, you said we basket. Are <laughs> we are too much. We are too much. But yeah, I I need to figure out something because I order a lot, mm-hmm. and we are you know these people. They are just under a lot of stress right now mm-hmm. because, you know, there are people who who have, like, compromised immune systems. They can't get out. They're heavily depending on deliveries. People who need medical supplies, they can't find, you know, locally, so they're depending on deliveries. And then you got people like me who order shit like shoes and a brand new hair dryer. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, I just appreciate you so much. You're making this whole thing a lot easier and I want to buy you all the drinks. All the drinks. All the drinks. All the drinks. Like my Instacart person, this is so crazy. So I heard that something oh 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 I heard that people were being really shady and doing things like you know you set your tip ahead of time but you can go back and change it afterwards. You can do that on um instacart i think you can do it on doordash too i know you can do it on waiter you might can do it on grubhub but anyway people are setting the tip and then after they get their food they're going back and removing the tip yeah 
guys, don't be shady like that. If anything, I go and give more of a tip. And mm-hmm. I may be, you know, you can call me what you want to call me. I may be wrong or whatever. But I, when I realized that it was a black girl that was bringing my groceries, I went back in and gave her more. Yeah. because. Or if they don't ask me where my fucking apartment is, I give them more. <laughs> like, stop don't asking me where I live. <laughs> Like I, and, and, and I, I mean, I, so I did up her tip just because she was black, but also she did a really good job, like finding what I wanted. Cause I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. with Instacart specifically, I feel like they don't try to find what you want and they'll just say that the store didn't have it. Or mm-hmm. I feel like they make substitutions that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this girl, like, the couple of things that she had to substitute made sense, the substitutions that she picked. So it's like, girl, let me give you some more money and thank you for going out there and dealing. Because my, my thing also is I don't like to deal with crowds. So thank you for dealing with the crowds and thank you for dealing with this disease so I didn't have to get out there. No, I'm probably going to get up at like 6 o'clock and some groceries because... I've learned this is me and the old people up there that I work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I when I'm shopping when I'm shopping for my granny or my aunt, that's what I do. I get up really early and go. And I've had some success, uh, mm-hmm. as far as crowds go, but then I get so frustrated because the shelves are still pretty bare. I yeah. mean it's picking back up. I I was finally able to buy some cottonelle tissue. <laughs> I'm so sad because, like, I bought cottonelle tissue, like, in October when I moved here and on Amazon. And it's a big old box. And I still have cottonelle tissue, but I'm just like, I would like to buy some more, but it's not available on yeah. Amazon. <laughs> no. Like, I've been having to buy it. And I haven't complained about it because it is what it is. I've been thankful that I haven't like had to run out of tissue because mm-hmm. other people have. Yeah, so but I've been buying in like generic tissue and one I think <laughs> I went in Kroger and brought Kroger brand tissue, but that tissue actually was pretty good. But I've been buying just whatever I see on the shelf. But last week I saw Codnell and I, I let out a little yelp. <laughs> I was like, ooh <laughs> and I grabbed it and I'm like so thankful that I'm able to buy some Codnell again. And now it was only like two things of it left on the shelf, so I don't know right. if they, if there'll be more next time. I see. I, just, I feel like I, I should buy some Angel Soft when, for when my sister comes over, um, so that she can use that. And then when Toys. she leaves, oh. so you so you're gonna make the, so you're gonna make your company use the the lesser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I can put my cotton oh, nails wow. back. <laughs> oh wow oh wow i have needs it's important <laughs> oh wow i can't believe <laughs> all right granny uses charmin and she loves charmin right. and she has like a, a a huge box of it just because my mom bought her a box from costco this mm-hmm. was before all of this kind of happened mm-hmm. like you said around october november something like that so she has plenty so I did get a couple of Charmin rolls because um, I grew up on Charmin and I love Charmin, but I buy Cottonelle myself. Oh, and so I was just so excited <laughs> to see that Cottonelle. Okay. <laughs> Look at what we're getting excited over. <laughs> right. It's a weird time in our life. I it is. 100% it is. don't understand it, but here we are. <laughs> it's whatever. 
It's because Tony Stark died. I believe it. Because nothing has been right. Literally, there's two movies I would never watch again. Crash of Christ and Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Yeah, I will never watch Passion of Christ again. And Endgame, I have attempted to watch, but but I haven't been able to to do it. I wept. (laughs) I didn't didn't cry... I cried, but it, I didn't cry as hard at Endgame as I did the one before Endgame. The one before mm. Endgame, I... That like, little girl I losing her like, dad? Like, you know how yeah, I feel about losing yeah. her dad. And so yeah, I... Yeah. 100% I, I think the reason why I cried on that was because Tony Stark is just so... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do we're, this. I'm like, so we're not going to cry on this podcast. <laughs> so we're going to move along. We're not going to cry. <laughs> and I'm full of gin, so it's highly plausible. Right. I, I am like, so tipsy right now. And I'm, I, I need to do cook hamburgers. <laughs> so, Doyen, tell the people how they can get in contact with us. <laughs> so we're on the Instagram. It's for like decision. One decision because we change it one at a time. And I'm A-OK better at Pronouncing decision, despite all the alcohol that I put in my body. <laughs> um, we're also on Etsy. It's for life decision, one word. Please get you a mug that you can put whiskey and other things in, and it's great. It's socially acceptable. Um, we're on the Instagram as poor life decision. Oh, I said oh. I've said Instagram before. Anyway, was there on Twitter as PLD Pod? Um, Chris keeps it lit with the TV tweets. I am actually going to actually tweet about Oval next week. <laughs> the other night I got drunk and I forgot. But <laughs> I like shit. Yeah, yeah. Check out my Oval thoughts because it's really great. The show is really good. I know people don't love to not love Tyler Perry. It is fucking dramatic, but I also like the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. We are so here for your thoughts. If you have any yes. poor life decisions you want us to talk about, we are definitely here to also share that as well. Yes, we are. Um, and again, can't tell you enough. Check out that Etsy shop. Cute, 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 cute gifts. Um, also, guys, just know that we love you. We appreciate you. And we do this for you. This is a labor of love. Or and we're you. just trying to help make this time easier um, for all of us. And also, we appreciate you just tuning in every week. Drink you some water because look, <laughs> the AA vibes are real. Okay, like I seriously feel like I might need some help when this is over. I don't know how I'm gonna make it, but let's drink water. Let's keep up our skincare routines, and I'm talking to myself because I've been slacking for some odd reason. I've been slacking on my nighttime routine, which is weird. But yeah. let's keep up our skincare routines. Let's be sure that we're drinking water. We're taking our meds. We're calling our person. Listen. Do what you got to do to take care of you. Do what you got to do to be at your best peak self. Okay? And you better be sure you check back in with us next week. All right? right. Exciting news. (laughs) 
today is my last day of 22 hour teeth jail. And after this, of what I, now? 22 hour teeth jail. And after this, I can just wear my retainers at night. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Joy is just doing it up. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm getting fine and my teeth are straight. It's going to be great. <laughs> And it's so exciting because, like, this is supposed to be my hot girl summer. And here I am, inside. Oh, inside. <laughs> okay. um, well, maybe you'll get to have a hot girl winner. <laughs> uh, I don't like that. I don't like being cold. But, bye. I love y'all. <laughs> we love y'all. Bye. Woke up feeling awfully cocky. Who the fuck gonna stop me? Baby, I'm a job. You a hobby. Bad bitches with me. I'm Whitney. You Bobby. Christina. I'm cleaner. Tell me, have you seen her? Who that girl? Have you seen her? Who that girl? Tell me, have you seen her? Who that girl? Have you seen her? Who that girl? Tell me, have you seen her? Yeah, they call me that girl. And when they call me that girl, it's a fat girl. Oh, you didn't know?